So recently there's been a trend that has struck me deep in the heart with to the core, accuracy. some would say to the very, very core deep inside. And it is the face boys make before they kiss you. The what? Have you ever paid attention to the fact that men literally go dead in the face when they're about to kiss you, at least for like the first time, like you're vibing with a guy and they go, ha ha, that's funny. <laughs> no, I'm not making this a video. So you won't see what I just did. But basically I went from like a real expression to just nothing. My see, eyes if you go can dead. find a reel to post. I will. There's tons of them. I'll post one. And you also didn't share your eyelip eye rock. I think the people oh, were crying I out. I did. I could have no. sworn I did. Well, the I'm people were sorry. crying in the streets. I heard them from my ivory tower. <laughs> and now I'm telling you. That is a true tragedy, I must say. Um, travesty. You know, I never understood the difference between tragedy and travesty. Like, they're both like sure a very bad thing, right? like, Yeah, but I don't actually know at what point you are upgraded. You know, like the first class versus the like really fancy business class. Like at mm-hmm. what point do you cross the threshold into travesty from tragedy? Because it's way more serious, I feel. I feel like... You're at like an orange if you're in a tragedy and you're at like mm-hmm. a hot red if you have a travesty, you know? The V just makes it more like, oh. oh. It makes it more dramatic to be sure. I think travesty just sounds more pretentious, which is maybe why I like it. Right, right. <laughs> Anything that brings me closer to like a 17th century French aristocrat is really where we want to live. <laughs> well, as soon as I hit Marie Antoinette, I'll know I've made it. So, so you know what's really wild, actually? There's a show on BBC that I'm sure you could get there, and it's mm-hmm. called Escape to the Chateau. So immediately Ooh, I was. Oh, I love it. Okay. But it's basically like a combination of a DIY show and a French chateau. Which I'm like, hello, (laughs) dreams are made of this. So basically this couple, he's Irish and she's from like the southern part of England. And they got this old French chateau. And it was really inexpensive because it was completely dilapidated. Like bad. Talk about a fixer-upper. It was a fixer-upper. But they bought it for like 150,000 pounds, which is like dirt cheap roughly like 210 220 thousand dollars for an entire chateau yeah yeah yes so, <laughs> and the land <laughs> so they the, the bbc show is obviously them restoring the chateau bit by bit so it'll show you like the conservatory they have like an, a lemon orchard that they've put in and they run a wedding business out of it which is a great that. idea but they basically use it as a venue I feel like I've heard they of live, this. I they live read there, an article but, on it or something. But yeah, they, they live there full time with their kids and her parents, but they rent it out as like different parts of it for weddings. But can I just move in? Quick question. Um, I'm so quiet. The, is you yes, you probably, <laughs> the funny thing is you could probably afford a chateau, realistically speaking, before you could afford New York Absolutely. mortgages. 100%. <laughs> There's not a single part. The houses around me start at about $4 million. And that's like, like low, for what? low but like for what? They have a patch of grass. Ooh, ah. <laughs> I really don't know chill. for what because <laughs> it's like it. I mean, it has nothing to do beyond population and flux. Like that's the that's only like reason. When people tell me that they have like a really nice car, and then they tell me how much they pay for it, and I'm like, 
Is it brewing you coffee? Are the seats like massaging your shoulders? Does it have some sort? (laughs) Yeah. Does it have some sort of pain release technology? So it automatically like feeds pain medication into your back through subtle dilations of electric impulses. Like what are, what is it doing for you that it's worth $500 a month? I have questions. I just want to know. Just, I was just asking. Curious. So Although my, my yeah. car payment is about $400 a month. So. Shut up. I mean, so my car, I paid, it's 2015 Jeep Wrangler. I paid 22 and the new Jeeps, if you get a new Jeep, even anything 2019 and beyond, you're paying $40,000 plus Heck. for a Wrangler which is crazy to me because it's designed to be an off-roading car. And these were not originally expensive vehicles. My car payment is the lowest now that it's been in like five years. And when I think back to what I used to spend on cars, I'm Mm -hmm. like, you must have been outside your mind, Hannah Marie. Like you had no business doing that. When I first got here, I got I bought a BMW because I was it was a used BMW it's not like brand new you know Mm -hmm. it wasn't made of gold I'm not Qaddafi but it was it was a used BMW and I was thinking to myself right it is a good make of car which means it will run without incident it's used but not too used to where you're gonna have to fix it all the time and when you do have it serviced it will be really easy because it's such a nice car Mm-hmm. wrongo no no beers are also they require so much maintenance the level of disrespect and work i tell you mm-hmm. so i was literally paying like 500 pounds a month for this thing r.i.p my former self and that's about <laughs> like well it was like yeah it was it was something like 380 pounds a month but it was basically like mm-hmm. over 500 dollars yeah or yeah i almost got a beamer uh but even the used old ones they will upsell them stupid about it was an i'm telling you this thing had a hundred thousand miles plus on it already like this is not new it's a 2009 like it's It's not used car it's used right they wanted what do they want 32 or something like that and i was like what i was like "Mm, you're so funny so what i did was i went to the dealer for not that car but a similar one is a little cheaper similar you know specs and everything but it was probably closer to like 25 and they yeah I was like that's absurd like I'm not paying that much I'm gonna go there and like see, of course they see me they see ignorant woman doesn't know anything about cars my dad's a finance manager for a dealership like I've been around the block you cannot fool me you can't trick me you can't because even if I don't know exactly what you're talking about I have someone who does so right. like best of luck to you but I didn't tell them that so I told them like, I have good credit, so I'm not doing a down payment. I don't need to like the bank will approve me for money without doing a down payment. They always have. So they had their own financing, but I always use right Pat in Ohio because my dad has a good relationship with them because that's their bank for their dealership. So I can usually finagle a good interest rate. They, and the federal, I talked with both. They approved me for, I want to say 19. And so they were like, well, you need to put down at least $5,000. And I was like, the bank approved me for 19 because that's what the car is worth. Not because that's all I can get hundred percent for my credit. Like, so no, I'm not putting down a down payment. I've already told you that I'm not doing it. So you can either meet my terms or I can leave. So they ended up being like, Oh yeah, well we need to at least, we have to sell for at least 22. And I was like, you're out of your freaking mind. I'm not paying that much. Peace and blessings. Goodbye. And blessings. <laughs> so and blessings. I ended up close. I called my dad and I was like, what do you think? And he's like, that's a scam. 
like you've never not been approved for the amount you needed for a car like this is just no there's just no way so I ended up just leaving I was like well like you don't have what I want and I'm not paying what you want and so bye, bye. and so they called me back in they were like well like why are you leaving and I was like we've been over this like I'm not buying your car it's a scam I'm not stupid I might be blonde and maybe like six inches shorter than you that means nothing and I feel for people who don't have this knowledge because like they get you all the time with this kind of stuff like they might drop it a thousand dollars and I'm like this is such a great deal it's such a great deal it's not a great deal and so they're, they had the audacity to suggest to me that I buy this car and then just refinance. And I was like, what planet do you live on that, like, that I'd be like, you know what? I didn't think about buying your car on your terms before, but now it seems like a great idea. You know, beforehand I had convictions, but now I can't seem to see fine where I put them. I, I must have, I dropped them on the floor. I, I, I guess they're just gone. But coffee bar inside. I was there for a while. (laughs) (laughs) Who can say they they're because their bank that they finance through is obviously they have a deal with them. They're going to go for the highest interest rate possible. And I was like, I can get a car that costs this much. That's newer with less mileage for a 4% interest rate max. And they wanted like a seven or eight. And they were like, well, why don't you just refinance? And I was like, I don't have time for you. I'm not interested. Thank you. So goodbye. That's my Beamer extended story. I didn't mean for it to go down that long, but I'm just saying the maintenance on those cars does not make buying them worth it in any capacity. So, no. so if you've learned anything from this, don't take car buying advice from us. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll send you to my father. He can usually find good deals in Ohio, in Ohio. No, he, he's found my cars elsewhere as well. Like no, I know. I'm just stuff. teasing. <laughs> but they You're don't in Ohio. Even the Ohio dealer that I dealt with, like was offended that my dad called because it was their finance manager. And I was like, why would I trust someone who has no personal stake in me whatsoever? Like, right. why would I do that? This is just good business. You might not like it because you're getting less money. I don't care. So yeah. if so facto, here we are. In other money saving news, I've been buying most of my clothes through Poshmark, which sure. is a, not a secondhand clothing store as such, but it's basically like eBay for clothes. So if Emma buys five outfits from Zara, which we know she has done, and she thinks to herself, actually, I really don't wear this. It's past mm-hmm. the return date, AKA I ripped off the tags as soon as I got home because I knew I'd love it forever. And then mm-hmm. five weeks later, I realized I hated it. Then you can sell it on Poshmark. So I have been buying a lot there because one of the things that I felt really like icky about was my fast fashion footprint because I really do love clothing. Like I enjoy buying clothes. I enjoy searching for clothes and having a specific aesthetic that I can put on. And it's, it's not like a full art form for me. You know, I'm not painting the one winged eyeliner with like the pirate earring. I'm not that indie, (laughs) but (laughs) it's, it's a look. But I, a look, but I, I enjoy it. Oh, so I, a look. <laughs> but I, I wanted to reduce my input, like my input into, I got you. especially mm-hmm. the like quick buy, quick throw. You took it from like a size thing. 10 to like a size four. You know, I, I took it from like a 15 to like an eight, you know, just I did. So I have been doing that a lot recently, which Mm -hmm. is basically saving money and saving the planet. So Hmm. if you'd like to submit me for a Nobel Peace Prize, I think it's (laughs) submissions at (laughs) Nobel.com. That's what the guy in my email told me. All he asked for was my social. 
I uh, I have sold on Poshmark before. When I moved to New York, I sold a bunch of stuff on Poshmark. Yeah, yeah, you did. And the only issue that I have is that I am very lazy and I won't go to the post office. So right. that's a minor detail that <laughs> has been an issue. So yeah, but the stakes really are different. Struggle, I really struggle to sell anything because I would have to use the post office on base to send to america otherwise yeah. i would have to send through international shipping which is exorbitant exorbitant yes Quite great expensive. word <laughs> so yeah i i enjoy partaking but i just donate the clothes <laughs> that i can't use because ultimately it's making its way to someone's hands and as a user not a dealer you know so no there is a different it's easier for me obviously there's a stake definitely once you already have someone who submitted their payment you literally have to ship it to them yeah, like, like, like you have i guess Poshmark you have, you have you. to do it so. <laughs> do you think it's like posh spice like victoria they're, Beckham they're, get off their motorbikes and they're like freeze you're under arrest they're wearing leather <laughs> and their handcuffs are fuzzy she did the funniest thing i think it was for her birthday but she did a vogue cover that i watched and she was like we're here to celebrate a true fashion icon me <laughs> and she just went through this whole interview really tongue-in-cheek but, but like, I mean, it's true how she's like changed the entire fashion world and blah 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 and it's it's really funny i love <laughs> so. that like you know some would call me a hero i'd thank them and pay them the money i that owe them <laughs> my cost to bear that's my burden to carry <laughs> so yeah i also have a little bit of news to share with the crew. Tell everybody, Han. I am so excited about it. I I don't know what happened in my life to where that is my voice when I'm really excited about things. But like, pray for know, me because right. I, like I don't I don't have a movie quote that I can be like, oh, it's from this movie. Like that's why I sound so weird and clenched. Mm, no. So, <laughs> so I and my husband, we would be the other pronoun we could use. <laughs> I. <laughs> I mean, he was there, but <laughs> my husband and I have found a house. Yay! We are in the process of buying it, which is super exciting because not only does it mean we will not be homeless, which is a huge win, mm, but yeah. it's actually really great. We found a, I didn't want to look at it at first, but we found a new build and it just meets all of our needs and it's so in budget. And I was talking to Emma about it earlier. Speaking of budgets today, mm. we're talking budgets. The word of the day is budget sponsored by the letter B. So <laughs> Sponsored by the letter. I don't know her. <laughs> sponsored by the letter. Oops. <laughs> so. Sponsored by Emma's wallet crying in the background. <laughs> Emma's wallet has entered the chat and cried. <gasps> Save me. <laughs> just weeping quietly in the corner so have you ever seen just to get back i'll get back i promise okay okay have you ever seen the it, it was a meme of tim ryan when he was um the speaker of the house and i think his name's tim ryan he's that really skinny republican he's got like kind of a crooked yeah anyway. sure that one they all yep, look the same sure. to me <laughs> so the former speaker of the house ryan he oh you're talking about the dark-haired guy yeah I don't know if it's Tim is his first name, but Ryan is in there somewhere. Ryan is definitely his last name. Yeah, yeah, Former yeah. Speaker of the House Ryan. There's this meme of him because he was on a budgetary committee for a long time. Mm-hmm. And he's like got like a cheeky like side smile. And he goes, you know, I love a girl with a tight little budget. <laughs> and that's always what I think of like when I'm making any decisions about finance. I'm like, you know, I love a tight little budget. <laughs> I prefer a more fluid budget myself. She likes a voluptuous budget. <laughs> you know? What a curvy budget gal. 
Listen, Aww. we love her. Size so, 10, not size 2 in this house. In this house, we <laughs> shall have a fat budget. So anyway, house. we found a house and it actually meets all of our needs, which is amazing because the area we live in, I'm sure much like the rest of the world, is just super expensive. Like the housing market is not moving as quickly as it once did. Mm-hmm. Some would say Brexit, some would say COVID. I just think it's life. The house prices here are so high and it's not mm-hmm. just in the UK, like all over. I've heard about people saying the same thing in the States where the things that your money used to buy you, it no longer buys you. So you either need to go smaller, go worse or, you know, mm-hmm, don't mm-hmm. buy a house. So <laughs> I did a lot of research and I really wanted an older house because I like fixer uppers. I like older character stuff. But we eventually came to the decision that we needed to look at the new homes mm-hmm. and it actually painfully. leads all of our me- <laughs> painfully and with a drawn face. And honestly, it was the best decision we've ever made because it meets all of our needs. It's a four mm-hmm. bed house that hits our budget. Like you just can't find that. And most importantly, there's a room for Emma, so she's happy. Yes. There was just one final thing I wanted to mention before we actually got into the meat and potatoes. And that was, there's this audio. Mm -hmm. It's obviously a TikTok audio. It's just, but I don't think it came from TikTok. I don't know where it originated from. It's just an audio people use. Okay. And it's a group of people, a group of friends who were going like, Emma, no, no, Emma, no. And I'm just like, this is what I hear every time i'm about to do something stupid no usually it's me <laughs> yeah i'm like if Hannah were here this would be her and so it's like me when i'm like about to press add to cart or check out i'm like and i hear emma no and i'm like what if i did it anyway <laughs> and i just do it really quick and i'm like oops <laughs> oh my gosh how did this happen <laughs> yeah there was this thing when we were younger that was really popular i think maybe just with like east coast parents but it was dave ramsey and his whole thing was envelopes so you put cash into envelopes and that was all the money that you could spend for x amount of time whether it's a week or a month and (laughs) i i think i need to do that for myself i was just telling emma but i think the truth of the matter is i can't want to (laughs) i need to figure out a way to to want to (laughs) it's not that i can't budget it's that the idea is repugnant to me my husband does it and How? he doesn't really? he does it for his bills but he doesn't do it for day-to-day stuff so like all my bills get paid but then what if i need eyebrow solution or what if i need lip balm <laughs> what what if i need to eat that food over there what if <laughs> there's so many needs <laughs> and and you know what, what? if Uber we are called to, to meet me. them <laughs> i mean who among us <laughs> who among us can say no no to that i can't (laughs) not me i think on that note we should get into this episode okay for realsies Mm, for realsies well for realsies welcome everyone yet again to the lovely the honorable the almost famous someday maybe hopefully transcontinental tea transcontinental tea Tea. (laughs) i am emma (laughs) i am hannah and this week we were like let's be like lighthearted. I think Uh, it's safe to say (laughs) that we are the worldwide experts of podcasting and I think that even Joe Rogan would agree with that 
Yeah. I think we're so worldwide that Pitbull literally had to go. I'm trademarking my name again because I don't trust you. Well, we're not saying Mr. We're just worldwide. It's okay. Yeah, but it got close. He didn't know. Mm, He he didn't know if we were going to zig or zag. And he also has a podcast now. So are you still? Okay. Yeah. Everybody has a podcast. So, so, I mean, are we trendsetters? Did he say Mr. Worldwide in the advert? (laughs) Yes, he did. Of course, he did. Well, I'm just saying that we, Hannah and I, thought that it was high time for us to tell you, dear listeners, what we, as the experts that we are, do and don't like about what other podcasts do that we consider to be abhorrent, disgusting, (laughs) or positive. Or we like it. It's hard to say. (laughs) Or lovely and wonderful. (laughs) Either Or perhaps taking after our own podcast and being great. (laughs) Yeah. Who could say? But yes, we are doing Podception, wherein we tell you what we think of podcasts. And if you're thinking, isn't that kind of a self-licking ice cream cone? Yes, it is, but it's almost summer, so why not? What's your point? (laughs) And what? (laughs) What are you going to do about it? You're just listening. (laughs) We're the ones talking, so in your face. Please stay. We love you. Um, We love you so much. We need you. Please stay on the team so i can't drop to 31 again i can't i can't i can't take it so we were talking about something earlier that we laughed really hard about and you know what it's hard to recreate a moment (laughs) but i wanted to share it with you because you might find it really funny so we were talking about chore wheels Mm -hmm. now we were talking about it in the context of if i rhyme something can you guess what it is in, in terms of chores or like daily mundane activities. Mm-hmm. So it was a suggestion to talk about more routine activities on a podcast. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, okay, my chore wheel says rhymes with weeping. And Emma said, <laughs> weeping. <laughs> it's a w. the W and it's spelled W E E P I N G <laughs> rhymes with weeping. <laughs> My job today is to weep <laughs> about now, my life choices. We all know that chore wheels, it must, it's like ad libs, right? There have to be yeah, noun, to be adjective, ones. noun, verb, etc. So we have to spin poodles the yet again. <laughs> and so we're like, okay, we're weeping. This has been established. What are we combining our weeping with? Okay, chore wheel, theme music, wheel ah. of fortune. Vanna White's back there going, like, what will it say? I don't know, Vanna, we're going to find out. <laughs> <What will it> say? <laughs> I love that that's her reaction to the chore wheel. It's not flipping a letter that she's infamous for. It's her shouting What will it say? There aren't any letters here for her to flip. I'm trying to, I want to include her in some way. Why would we pay Vanna if there are no letters for her to flip? Because we need the exposure. (laughs) Anyway, my chore wheel, my chore wheel has come up with washing the sofa now <laughs> yeah, that was her next chore so we actually we like to combine our chores because we love efficiency so we are weeping but hannah came up with the idea of washing the sticks over with a bar of soap just imagine someone like actually going to do their chores today like all seriousness takes out bar of dove soap yeah. wets it gently <laughs> and begins to rub their sofa with <laughs> bar of soap back and forth what do you do 
doing? I'm washing the sofa. What are you doing? <laughs> it's like the scary movie version of Cinderella. Just like absurdity. Just like, what what you doing there, Cinder? My child. Cinder. <laughs> She's just laughing. Yeah, she became the a rapper. She's sofa. Cinder Block. <laughs> Why? She has a nickname. It's Cinderella. That's not her name. What is her name then? Her name was like. L or something. No, her name is Cinderella. No, they called her Cinderella. Look because up the grim version right now. I will look it up. You know what, <laughs> listeners? Are you on the edge of your seat? Because I am. Hang on. Cinderella's. Moreover, name. we are readjusting her name to Cinderblock in any and all adaptations. <laughs> this is the official trademark. Henceforth. Cinderblock. <laughs> Cinderblock, what are you doing? Cinderella or the Little Glass Slipper is a folk tale about the about oppression and a triumphant reward. Okay, that's a little <laughs> grief. <Stupid. but laughs> the protagonist is a young woman living in forsaken circumstances that are suddenly changed to remarkable fortune. At universe, waiting on you. Because aren't we all? I mean, truly. <laughs> aren't we all young women living in forsaken circumstances? <laughs> just waiting. Oh, my life is so dreary. <laughs> Meanwhile, I didn't have to pay for anything growing up. When will my fortune befall me? <laughs> yeah, literally, like, the, the fortune loss was our own. No one truly. died. There was no storm. <laughs> you know, oh, whatever. <laughs> but the version that is most widely known as the English speaking in the English speaking world was published by F- Charles Perrault in okay his, I'm not going to say it in French because it's pretentious but it was later republished by the Brothers Grimm and how oh, interesting the Cinderella what's her name Cinderella has by analogy come to mean one whose attributes were unrecognized one who unexpectedly achieves recognition or success and her oh, name wow. was, today I learned I am Cinderella yeah <laughs> and her name was Robert Paulson <laughs> Jeff Bridges <laughs> wasn't that the guy's name in, in Fight Club the guy his name was who died from the cancer maybe I had it wrong <laughs> have you ever seen Fight Club no okay well then you won't get it at Fight Clubbers if I'm incorrect I am very sorry Brad Pitt please spare me <laughs> Brad Pitt, don't take our wrath out. Ella! Cinderella's real name is Ella! Disney canceled that. <laughs> uh, Walt Disney, please get off the ice and come down here and settle this. Because- Excuse me, Walt. <laughs> I have questions. Because <laughs> no one in the history of that entire story referred to her as anything but Cinderella. Because it was bullying. I get it, but I'm just saying they officially made her name Cinderella a la Disney. So if world. everybody called the girl Ugly Betty, does that make it her, her name? Birth name? <laughs> it is now. <laughs> you go here now. Imagine if like the name, so like there are TV shows like Ugly Betty, Jane the Virgin. Imagine if that was just your entire name now because that's your identifier. Like You're joking, officially. But people have really stupid names for their kids. That's true. Apple. <laughs> Sorry, Gwen. So anyway. <laughs> We were okay, talking anyway. about the tour wheel. Right. <laughs> and that's how Washing the here. sofas. <laughs> oh, wow. We are the sidebar nation here. We're the experts of it. If we ever have a network, that is the name of our network. It's sidebar nation. You know, a lot like- of podcasts eventually go on to have like networks that they sponsor sure, sure, other sure. podcasts. Ours is love sidebar nation. <laughs> I love that, except that I heard the term in a My Favorite Murder episode and I wonder if they could sue us for it. 
I'm going to go with no and follow it with please. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to say no plus I really like it. Would you please let me have it? At all of you that own any sort of interest in this intellectual property or otherwise, please don't. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to do it and ask for forgiveness later. So fingers crossed. (laughs) So anyway, uh, but before we do that, we probably should like address our teeny tiny teas. We should have some, some tiny teas. You know, the hardest thing, honestly, and I think we may have done this to ourselves, but you always want to describe the tea of the week as a short little sip, but actually the sip is quite a hefty portion of our (laughs) podcast sip on this. So in fact, the nameology of our nameology there what's the nameology (laughs) did you know that they pay people in certain parts of the world to name their children's their their children's their children they're called nameologists and they literally pay someone to come up with names for their children i would love that job i would just i'd be so good at that i think it's like the nail polish naming job so i think it's a myth like an urban legend no one actually has that job it's all a computer robot you seriously you have the time to get pregnant and birth a child but you don't have time to name it i'm gonna guess these people are also not pushing anything out of themselves they're probably surrogating it up oh well i mean fine whatever but we digress dear listener that we are going to now dive into we're alice size now we're in wonderland we're gonna dive into the teacup drink me so well so i think so i think i can go first for this one i actually have a decent tea of the week because unlike most weeks where you are thrilled by my tales of what i'm watching on tv which laundry i've done this week how many it was white spoiler (laughs) spoiler alert it was neutrals (laughs) and which candles i'm currently loving you know i i will bring you that content i know that it's no quick sidebar because that's on brand for us i am (laughs) part of this book of the month club basically that sends you like a new novel and mine is ya but you can also do like nonfiction. they have a whole variety so like i change it up sometimes but right now i'm on a ya ya kick they send you other various goodies so to speak and sure. i get a lot of magnets and pins but i also get a mini candle in every single one Ooh, so, love a mini candle love, it's like it's like a little teacup candle so <laughs> i'm very so happy cute. for you and your Thank candles you. anyway proceed so breaking with that tradition things are actually starting to open up here and lockdown is easing we're now allowed to go back to mainstream shops you can still see six people outside super fun things so i actually have a tea of the week that involves other people which is mm-hmm, i know mm-hmm. breaking whoa. news whoa <laughs> i'm shooketh. i remember vividly a time when i was trying to tell a joke when i was younger it's a sidebar i know you didn't expect it <laughs> here we go so, <laughs> what <laughs> i was trying to tell a joke and i was trying to say breaking news but i was Uh-oh. laughing so hard that i barely eked out news breaking so i think of that it's such a vivid memory wow i think of that every time that i want to tell someone breaking news i have to say that i was the worst joke teller as a child (laughs) not funny my parents were angels for even pretending to listen i told the knock knock who's their banana joke god knows how many times (laughs) orange orange you glad i didn't say banana and i thought i was the height of comedy let me tell you i was like no one's done this i am an innovator I literally had to take a good amount of like the better part of five seconds to go how does the banana one end (laughs) 
<laughs> oh, that's how it ends, baby. Let me tell you. And I would go orange. on. And then as soon as you said on, orange, I remember. And, and my parents were like, we've said bananas 30 times. Please get to the punchline. But it was this. Do you do you remember? It's very Midwestern. Do you remember Friendly's, the restaurant? Yes. Okay. They're like pretty much It's extinct. basically like a diner. Yeah, but they had like really good ice cream. I'm not going to front. Right. But like, for the person who did not grow up in Ohio, yes, it's, yes, it's basically yes. it's okay, yeah. like a like a 50 style diner yeah and it was fun you know like it was it was like popping back in like the 90s it was like yep. it yep. was great so but they had a kid section right. for you know entertain your crotch goblins while you wait for food because otherwise your you're going to crotch <laughs> that's a very commonly used term for children i would just like to say boom i i see it on cars all the time like vaccinate your crotch goblins and things like that so anyway i digress there was a book that i was obsessed every time we went there i had to read it was a joke book and it's a kid's joke book and my favorite my favorite joke and i'm gonna tell it to you right now are you ready i remember it that's how much i love this i read this so many times i memorized it okay what does a ghost wear in the car a sheet belt yes And my love of puns began right there. <laughs> so I will, I will say, uh, what does a house wear? I don't know. A dress. <laughs> <laughs> so I love I it. Say, this, this is actually very on trend and on brand with what I'm talking about today. So it's okay. less of a sidebar than you thought, people, because you were like, they're never getting back to this. We are. Right. We're, we're here. Full circle now. We're back. At Listen, start. we did a donut, very like Tokyo drift style on a diet, back. but doing donuts in the six. Doing donuts. <laughs> I, I don't know what that means, but yeah, it's in the, the car, the six speed. It's a manual. So I drive mm-hmm. six speed. Mm-hmm. It's from a song. Okay, Nicki Minaj, early Nicki. Anyway, please proceed. Love her. So, <laughs> if you've ever seen Gilmore Girls, there's this quote on it when someone when Suki was talking to Michelle. Uh, I should have been a dancer <laughs> and he was ranting about the career he should have had right. so th- it came up to my mind this week because this week my young adults ministry at church hosted like a big night which seems like a really innocuous name and it doesn't exactly explain what it is so it's basically like a big social night of the year <laughs> that we did whoa that we did virtually so they did this okay. thing on on youtube and on this platform called gather town which is basically like Aww. you like run around as a little avatar and <gasps> then you video call people and you get to like play games and see them that's cute it's, it was cool i did not partake in the tech part of it because i don't understand technology and i never will but the point is <laughs> it says the contractor <laughs> <laughs> anywho so i was asked and it was very nice i was asked if i could host i think just because they were thinking she talks a lot so she can probably fill the dead air but i was hosting with two other people and it was kind of a coin toss because i literally got there like 20 minutes before the other girl who is potentially going to host and so brad uh one of the guys that i serve with he was like hannah you're here you can host and i was like it was that moment that I was chosen. So I, I myself because where's that voice? It's literally someone on stage. <laughs> You're ruining the moment. So no, we're just exactly. doing practice. <laughs> no, no, no. It's just practice. Cue it again. <laughs> so I, yeah, I didn't have a huge brief for what I was supposed to do. Sure. It was generally going to be like 
a quiz on how 2020 are you like come up with stuff that people probably did during lockdown like okay. cutting their own kind of like a check off everything yeah. you done sort of thing okay whose line is in any way style makeup arbitrary <gasps> points don't matter at all yeah so i literally said the points are all made up and it doesn't matter so anyway i i actually had a great time doing it i was kind of nervous throughout but i got a lot of really positive feedback which is really nice i mean anytime you do something and you get positive feedback it just is a huge win but for me especially one of my preen i'm like really tell me more <laughs> you really like me yeah never I stop telling me <laughs> so i never stopped telling me how great i am i was i was happy about it and uh, one of my love languages is words of affirmation so i was like super super happy about it but one of the specific pieces of feedback was that i should have been a stand-up comedian and my first thought i'm not kidding you was i wasn't even standing <laughs> And in that moment, Hannah's career ended before it began. <laughs> yeah. You know that moment where like a bird is flying away and you think it's going to get away and then an arrow shoots you're through. like, <laughs> like it falls and from it the falls. sky. <laughs> yeah, that was my comedy career. And actually, I, I did not think I could be a stand-up comedian. I should not quit my day job to be a stand-up comedian because to be honest with you, I like, I, I just talk. I don't, I don't think I am great at telling jokes per se. Like, mm. I think I can have witty banter, but I don't think setting up a joke is like, like here's my thing. There's this, that's my gifting. Have you ever seen the comic of the T-Rex who's like nervous because it's his first time doing stand up, and he always has, kind of, he's got like these cards in front of him with like jokes and they're always like bad jokes or like dad jokes. And he's telling the crowd of other dinosaurs the jokes and he tells one and they don't laugh. And then the next panel is him just like sweating profusely. <laughs> and that's Aww. what I I'm like, oh, poor dinosaur, I'd laugh. But that's what I picture. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly. <laughs> I will say that we're kind of armchair comedians in our own way. Well, this is my thing is I'm, I would be happy. I think this is literally what I said. I'd be happy to be a seated comedian, but I don't think stand-up's my career path, you know? <laughs> oh. So I just, I just like the comfort of, of a chair to lean Truly. on. Truly. You know, I'm funnier just, when I'm comfortable. Lean on me. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, my stand-up career began and end this ended this week, and uh, we will be in mourning for quite a few weeks to come. Speaking of which, this is just national tea. This is not my tea, but mm-hmm. Prince Philip's funeral was the other day, and it was mm-hmm. beautiful. Mm-hmm. Of course, my mother-in-law watched. She was mm-hmm. on a video call with one of her friends, so they could talk about what they thought of the service. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I don't know that there's anything necessarily comparable in the U.S. that's happened. I think a lot of people liken Kennedy's death, but I think that's more relatable to to Princess Di dying. I think that was probably yeah, a similar feeling. I mean, failing. I think you just don't have the depth of public service because Philip has been in his role for 70 years, mm-hmm. you know, and, and no U.S. politician has that kind of commitment to public service so i think i think it's just a different thing yeah but it was really beautiful it was really well done well my tea is just once again a saga a timeline of emma's bad decisions emma's bad decisions part 375,000. Oh, <laughs> we on? I have an official run count. out of letters. <laughs> we're now going to Grimes's baby name. <laughs> and here we go. So I don't think I talked about this. Did I, t- I didn't talk about brunch last week, did I? You did. Okay, let me switch gears. I could talk about what happened after, but I'm not going to. Um, make better decisions than me, everybody. So, no, what I will talk about is that I 
I stated a while ago that I was trying my hand at handmade jewelry. And I will say that that hand is not great. It's crippled a little bit. It's got like a couple of broken fingers. Right it's not like, amazing. Um, so anyway, I we call that a hand or a claw. It's more like, I mean, you know that scary movie where the, the guy, I don't know what it's making fun of. It's making fun of a movie and the guy's got a deformed hand and he's like stirring the mashed potatoes and it's like a stump, but it's like the pinky's going out this way and like, it's just no. it's disgusting and like i lose my appetite every time i watch that scene so and he's stirring mashed potatoes with it which is like one of my favorite foods so traumatizing r.i.p anyway that's my craft hand <laughs> and aside oh, from no. knitting so i tried my hand at resin and oh interesting it's it's um it's not that it's hard it's just you have to be very specific and intentional with it so i bought this like i bought like a mini um like lamp that because it's, it's a specific brand and it dries by led so you have like a, it's almost like a nail lamp but it's for the resin specifically sure. so you put a little rubber mat down you put your mold down or like the thing that you're filling and you do resin all in one go really quickly and then put in whatever you're decorating it with so you'll nice. like fill it up and then i bought these like i have like mini flowers like i have all kinds of stuff because once again i can't start anything small i'm like i must buy the whole stock or i cannot start at all and if I don't have a 500 part kit, I'm not doing it. <laughs> then I guess I can't do it. <laughs> so I think maybe there's like a pressure that I put on myself when I spend money that I'm like, no, I have to do it. Um, it has not been true, but I like to think that it works. So it's kind of like when you are trying to start working out. So you spend like a crap load on workout gear. Active wear, active wear. So, and then you just end up wearing it around the house instead. <laughs> yeah, that's what I do. I will forever be obsessed with that song. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's just I, a vibe. I mean, it's just ask leisure is kind of like my thing. I did my bike, bike or cycling shorts recently. Nice. Because I was going roller skating. And one, my motto is if you suck at something, look good doing it. Right. So I color coordinated. I did a whole I, I looked Pope good. Said that once. I think Pope Franny and I are like, we're Pope right. Franny and I <laughs> are all pals. Oh, you Popey Pope. The popester, the popinator, as he's known in some circles. <laughs> I think a Swiss guard was just smashed to kill you. <laughs> no, wait, please end it. No. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> the movie needs an ending, so bring it on. <laughs> Have you? I've talked about Jim Gaffigan before, and he does this bit where he talks about like he was eating a pint of ice cream, and his wife was like don't you want to be alive for your daughter's wedding? And he was like, no. <laughs> and then he was like, cause we all want to live a long life, but how long? <laughs> you know, like, you know, you see those people like they're a certain, they're in like their nineties and they're like, <laughs> that's what they look like. He's saying like their expression constantly is like, how did I get here? <laughs> I could have eaten so much more ice cream. <laughs> and so that's, um, wow. Super sidebar. Woo. We're way over here bring it back beads in the resin the beads in the resin i'm not talented but it's a great activity so i'm trying my hand now at metal but my issue is i don't know how to measure wrists because i have pretty small wrists Mm. so i make all my bracelets to fit me Uh and i'm like would this fit anybody else i don't know (laughs) so like i can i have small hands anyway i can fit both of my fingers on my wrist easily and overlap so i'm like What's the average wrist size? I think the average wrist is one forefinger to thumb. That's my wrist, but like, how do I know that's everyone else's wrist? No, I'm saying 
the average person. So I would probably use your, uh, maybe your middle finger is a better guy. That's, that's what I do is like, cause I mean, yeah, your middle finger is longer though. So it reaches whatever. Anyway, I'll have to look it up and be like, what's the average wrist size and then go from there. But I'm just saying. Be careful where you go on that because you could fall down some dangerous. <laughs> There's some weird kinks out there. Um, I will have to update you further on my bracelet entrepreneurial ship because, as I previously mentioned, this is one of my three my yep. three claims to fame. So yep. we'll one see. Three. We'll see. Anywho, uh, I really didn't do a whole lot, which is why I talked about resin. I <laughs> which hardly, is why resin. <laughs> I barely <laughs> left my apartment. So I went to that brunch and I was like, I need to cool it. <laughs> and I did. Wow. Well, I cooled it. So anyway. Well, I think that's a fantastic transition into, I think, everyone's favorite part of our podcast, which is MSBs. Oh boy. And with our iconic new audio. I mean, truly, could you have thought of something better? No. This is my biggest contribution to this podcast to date. Thus far. And it will remain so. because i can't i can't mute myself so i have to hold everything (laughs) yeah i just mute myself so i cheat and i just quietly laugh my way through it but to be honest with you it's usually the like really airy like sounds that just kill me i can never make it through without laughing it's tough let me tell you oh so emma's bees this week Mm. are the part of the show where (laughs) Emma talks about how men have disappointed her most recently. Yet again. <laughs> because to be honest with you, there's so many times now that it's not like, oh, men have disappointed you. It's more like, end this episode. <laughs> I mean, the audacity is astounding. So I'll, um, I'll start with my, my most recent foray into why, which is the question I ask myself much of the time. And that is... Both myself and men. <laughs> here's, my, here's my thing. I... I'm not a casual individual. I don't approach these things like let's meet up and have sex, but I'm also not like, are you ready to just delete your app? Like I've talked to you for five minutes. Are you ready? Have you joined me in commitment land? Okay. We're going, we're going now. <laughs> the carriage <The> mayor. <laughs> <laughs> I am the mayor. I'm really not. So I met this person who I hadn't met them. We had video chatted and like generally chatted and it was fine at first until I realized I would never get a word in edgewise and they used one very particular portion as their entire personality and it wasn't was it was intelligence which they are quite smart super smart very intelligent individual but that was it and they had good they had good fashion they were attractive good fashion sense which are like things I value but I didn't feel like they really understood my sense of humor. Um, I definitely felt a condescending energy, mm. you know, and having worked Intel, I'm very used to this type of person. They are the very good at their jobs, but beyond that, it's like, well, what else? Like what else? Yeah. I so, mean, one dimensional personality in any format, whether that's like, I'm pretty and that's it. 
or Mm -hmm. I'm smart and that's it. It, It's not attractive. It's almost always looks that people use as their personality. And I am not so ignorant that I would say that I'm not smart or attractive, but I will say that in middle school, I was neither of those things. So I had to form a personality. I had to, to survive. I had to become a person and so do you. Unfortunately, (laughs) I was not always beautiful and wonderful and amazing yet. I know it's my shock you. I once was human. So Eliza Schlesinger, she's a comedian on Netflix. I really highly recommend her, but she does this bit where she talks about like how girls are formed and she's like, like basically what happens is you get your girl card, you go up to the desk, they stamp it, you say, what are you? And they're like, I'm a cool girl. And then they go, great. Here are your Uggs. Here's your glitter. Go be insecure. So. <laughs> and here we are. So it was how many years ago? 28 years ago today. Wow. What was? That they gave us our girl cards. Why today specifically? Just okay. I didn't ruin your illusion. Why are you wrecking mine? <laughs> because I'm I'm over the age of 28 and you're not even 28 yet. So I know I picked a midpoint. <laughs> okay, fine. Today Hannah and I became insecure. Today, <laughs> as I was saying. Because Hannah was not alive yet at this point in time, but that's okay. Nope. <laughs> she, her destiny was waiting that. for her. <laughs> Speaking of Soul, if you have Disney Plus, is actually a really cool movie and it talks mm-hmm. about that. It's like a little bouncy ball that's like it's really meta, but it's like a little little bouncy balls that are soul that are hopping around and they're waiting to go into the world so that was me (laughs) i've heard good things about that movie that it approaches death very it was a a way that kids can understand yeah but not like terrifyingly so so it was a really good film i have um astrological slash theological questions for it but it was a good film okay Uh, well pixar is that who did it pixar dreamworks uh dreamworks Okay. Well, well, we have we'll have a talk. So moving backwards <laughs> into the hive. Right. We hear the bee was straying, and the queen was like, "Get back here!" And now we're back. So <laughs> we've come back. Uh, that's that wasn't even my issue, though. It's not even so much that this person used that as such like a this is who I am. Like, okay, you know, my issue was how strongly some people come on. You know, like I come on strong in the sense that like I'm very open about what I'm dealing with. Not mm. so much in like the I'm clinging on to you now sort of way, just in like a here are my traumas and take it or leave it, you know? So because like if you don't like that I have daddy issues now, you're not gonna like it later, you know? Right. Or the fact that I'm, I'm going to be in therapy regardless of whether I'm with you or not. So like let's just talk yeah. about it now. That's just a conversation I like to have. My issue comes from when they say things like, I can't wait to feel your skin. Oh my gosh. No, you have to do the lead up because. All okay. I got was I was asleep. So I woke up to text messages and two missed <laughs> calls, which if you remember the rule, one missed call, that's fine. I call you, you twice. Didn't I have didn't time. You. I'm sorry. You didn't have time to answer. Okay. <laughs> two missed calls, danger, <laughs> death. Call me back. I'm dying. And I was like, are you alive? <laughs> so I get these texts and she's like, uh, so a guy that I just met wants to feel my skin. Should I flee? <laughs> like please let me keep my skin 
So making my skin sir. I, I don't like it when people are pushy about meeting me. Okay. It's Especially one thing your skin. It's, so it's it's one thing to be excited to meet someone, which I assume right. that's how it started. Like, of course you're excited to meet me. I'm fantastic. I get it. I'm so of wildflowers, obviously. But I also I won't drop everything and make plans to immediately meet. I'm I'm rarely impulsive in that way. I'm impulsive in like shopping. That's where my you're impulse impulsive goes. in dangerous ways where yes. you're like, I've known you for a week. I can trust you with my health and safety. Right, but never the same day. Right. Rarely. Sometimes. Rarely. Anyway, I digress. Moving on. <laughs> We're not going to... That plot hole can remain where it is. So, shh, <laughs> The tear in the fabric. Just patch it up really quick. Anyway. Uh, so, that they were very open about being anxious and anticipating meeting me and I was like okay like I'm pretty busy today maybe I can swing such and such time and it turned out that like it was too late I was gonna get home too late and at first they were like no that's totally fine and then they were like well like what if you just meet me at x time later in the evening and I was like well if it's not okay at 9 30 then like why is it going to be okay at like 11 you know like I don't want to meet you at 7 I definitely <laughs> don't want to meet you at 2 a.m <laughs> like so it wasn't even just that it was everything else that was included in that message. And it was that they were talking about how much they were anticipating meeting me at my apartment and that they were going to bring wine because they like flexed their parents' wine business at me. And I was like, I don't care, but it, you know, if it's not your business, why are you bragging about it? You know, like whatever. Anyway, uh, he had said he, it was, it was partly selfish because he was so stressed and he just needed a hug. And I looked like I would give good hugs and he couldn't wait to cuddle me and feel my skin. (laughs) I was like, Oh no. I I need it. Buffalo bill. (laughs) All I'm seeing is puts the lotion on its skin. (laughs) Oh, I'm so dry. You don't know. You don't want it. It's fine. Um, (laughs) No, not good. (laughs) Flaky gross of a <laughs> Trust me, eczema. All Don't over. do it. Don't yep. want it. Nope. <laughs> Lots of scars <laughs> bad. <laughs> Lots of scars bad. <laughs> so I was just like, oh, haha, like sometime. And I <laughs> was just like kind of avoiding them at that point afterward because it was a yeah, lot. Yeah, the skin thing would this put was, people off. You this know? was a lot, you know? And it wasn't even that, like, I don't think they're a bad person or that they're not interesting. But at that point, I'm just like, this is too much for me. And this is putting a pressure on me that like, you keep saying that like no pressure, no pressure, but then you say things like that to me and it feels kind of like a manipulation. And it feels like you're trying to like almost guilt me into hanging out with you because you're saying you feel stressed. Like that's a red flag to me. Right. And now I'm just like, I'm off the train. I was kind of like hanging on the back of the caboose and I was like, that's where is this going? And I saw that the bridge was broken up ahead and I was like, bye. (laughs) (laughs) I am not, in my like I like to risk my life situation this week so this is the wrong it was last week (laughs) this is not the week so the quota was filled (laughs) um so at that point I just became very like not ghosty but just very like I backed off a lot and Mm -hmm. I became flaky at that point because like while I wasn't initially flaky at this point I was like I am just uncomfortable and it's easier for me to bow out especially when we've never met there are no stakes in this we've been talking for only like a couple of days and that's intermittent at best like there's only so much that like i owe you so to speak yeah you know like i people ghost me that i've never met and i'm like okay like you didn't owe me anything cool you don't know me it's not offensive it's only offensive when like you agree to meet up somewhere and they don't show then it's just rude right you know 
like I would never stand somebody up, but I will ghost you if, especially if I feel uncomfortable, like I don't feel that I owe you an explanation for that. So that was this week's scenario. And it has just like made me look at my dating apps. I'm like, what is the point? Why am I here? <laughs> what have I done? I'm like, podcast, podcast, podcast. Okay. Keep it going. So for you listeners, oh, I'm putting my health and wellness on the table at risk. So please people who say they want my podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so and I don't know, maybe he'll hear this. Maybe he won't. But I, if you do hear this, that is why I backed off. So maybe I would just say, I don't think you're a bad person, but like rethink your approach. Don't talk about people's skin. <laughs> but especially when you have not met them. And also don't like make me feel bad that I'm busy and don't want to get together late at night at my apartment when you say you're stressed. Like that stresses me out. So right. yeah, that's like, and then a guy who goes to me popped back into my life and now he's got the audacity to be like intermittent with texting me when he says that he's interested in me. And I'm like, I'm not saving your number like bye the audacity truly like ghost me fine but don't come back <laughs> ghost me but stay dead okay <laughs> this is not a reanimation studio like i am not dreamworks i can't no we I'm can't sorry. do that <laughs> so yeah once you ghost me and once i ghost you i don't come back i'm done it's over yeah. I've I taken stay, that I L. out of the chat. I've left it. I left it. That was the decision I made. If I regret it later, too bad. So hmm. haven't yet, but TBD. <sighs> and that's the bees this week. Um, men don't say things like that. Don't do it. What can men say to help women in this time? Shh. Just don't. Silence Stop is talking to so them. Loud. <laughs> Stop, Stop telling them. them. <laughs> Stop. Stop telling them anything. <laughs> Just like don't do it don't do it kids well i tell you what this is a perfect segue into sipping on this and we are sipping and we're gonna take some deep sips uh and what are we sipping on well i'll tell you it's podcasts we're sipping on podcasts it's podcastception you heard it right we're stealing an inception themed title <laughs> no one knows no Leo, one knows. we're sorry <laughs> that's an older movie no one knows anymore it's fine <laughs> no one knows it's cloud of mystery and when did we <laughs> get it <laughs> okay stay tuned <laughs> the tea is exceptionally good today <laughs> who made this mm, very delicious that remains Wendy Williams and not Hannah. I was really excited for the reprisal of My Heart Will Go On via recorder. <laughs> and then I was like, oh yeah, that's not that part of the show. All oh, right, so we on, already went on, through that. <laughs> yeah. But truly, I just cannot think of a sound that more accurately depicts my love life. <laughs> you have high hopes for it. <laughs> like we started out boppy, like, ooh, this is nice. Oh, mm, 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 mm. Catchy, nice. No, it is no longer catchy. No, (laughs) it has devolved. A horn of dread that is meant to warn off those who would seek it. Now, all of my dating apps are the iceberg. Here I am, blindly sailing. Someone tried to warn me. They were like, "Hey, iceberg ahead." And I was like, "No, icebergs are not that big. You're stupid." little thingy above the water it's not that big of a deal I'll just i have a really big aside. ship so <laughs> and then yikes Zach dies because rose is selfish 
Um, it's about the buoyancy, not about the size of the door. I don't want to go over this again. I'm just letting you the know. The door could not hold both. The door could have held both. No. Thank you for your fine. time. Anyway. Anyway. Podcastception, so, as we said. Podcastception. So, Emma, other than being called transcontinental tea and having the two of us as hosts, sure, what, sure. in your opinion, makes a good podcast? I think that good podcasts know their audience. Sure. And I think that what Hannah and I do is that we know this is definitely a more women-centric podcast. So a lot of our topics, and because we are women, I think it's just natural for us to gear it towards women. I know men who listen, this is not, you know, we're not exclusive towards women, but I just think it's important to know your audience first and foremost. And I think that that's something that, you know, was one of the first things Hannah and I really thought about, like, who's going to listen to this? Like, who is the person who would listen to us just talk? Okay. It's not the every man. <laughs> Truly. We are a although we, every man probably should. It's like a I mean, I'm just saying <laughs> we're like a vitamin A, vitamin C supplement. Just like you should take it. You really should. Do you have You're not to die? But no, you should. <laughs> but just for your own well-being, truly. But you know, I think that the issue a lot of people take is they have a very niche topic in mind when yeah. they start a podcast and they don't really consider who is going to be interested in that beyond them in their own circle. So that is the second part you need to consider is like, well, what's a topic that is going to be attractive to certain types of audiences. And, and for us, we keep it broad enough that we can fit multiple audiences into this movie theater. This isn't just like a, this is like, there's a drive in here, a drive in there, and a drive in the middle. They're all playing different things. And so you can switch around, you can move. You're like, you know what? I'm in a Casablanca mood. I'm going to slide over here. Oh, well, you know, Indiana Jones is playing over there. I want Indiana moment. Love Indy. Yep. And it's like, and like maybe Star Wars or something is in the middle. So you've got kind of everything. So there you go. Stop. I should have said Star Wars. <laughs> Someone mentioned to me earlier and I was like, Mleh, but that's why it was on my mind. So, um, there's just a couple of things that I think are important to consider in having a good podcast or people who consider who is going to be listening and what do the people want to hear? Yeah. I think what makes a good podcast is someone with a unique voice. Cause I mm-hmm. think there's a lot of, especially now, I mean, I think in some way someone has said probably every day since like 2006, mm-hmm. there's so much content on the internet now and it, people have said it in different ways, but basically there's just so many voices out there that I think mm-hmm. having something to say is really important because talking to hear yourself talk can be fun. But honestly, I think what makes a good podcast is that the the people who are speaking have a real perspective. They understand what they're talking about. And even if they don't know, they may not be educated on exactly what they're talking about. They are articulate and they know how to engage the audience. Like, some of my favorite podcasts are, uh, I really like the lady gang. I haven't listened in a while because I just don't have time, but I, I really like the lady gang. I like, Whoa, that's good. Which comes to my next, uh, thing that I really like, which is advice. I think podcasts are the new radio show. And I think mm-hmm. you have to be realistic. Like, yeah, you can just sit here and chat for two hours and that's fair enough. You know, people like it, but in the way that, reality tv is entertaining like i love reality tv but it's not because i want life advice from them it's because i enjoy a window an insight into other people's lives Mm -hmm. how they live what they think etc 
but with advice, I think it's important to be steering people in the right direction. It's that burden of influencership. You know, it doesn't just mean I get to say whatever I want and no one can hold me accountable because it's my opinion. If you're a podcaster, especially if you have a good following, you should be steering people in the right direction. You should be giving advice based on your experience. Mm -hmm. And I think that makes a really good podcast. I would also say that I would echo what Emma says, knowing your audience, but more importantly, knowing what you want to speak about, because Mm -hmm. it's not always important to have topics in mind, but it's important to have kind of a lane in the road that you're driving down because something that would turn me off of a podcast, which we'll get into in a second, but something that would turn me off of a podcast is like really scattered topics that don't really have much to do with one another. And they don't really seem to flow together. You would, you would lose me really easily. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I also think, I think that doing a podcast by yourself is an unwise idea in most cases, because now you have no one to play off of. And the whole point of like, I mean, the whole point to me of a good podcast is to have a genuine conversation that people can relate to or find entertaining, which is why you need to start it with someone who is like-minded and just as invested and passionate about it as you are. Yeah. which Hannah and I, we were both for the longest time. We were just like, what if we just like recorded what we said? Because we talk like this. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that sounds so like self-important, but what we meant was like, this is how we talk all of the time recording or not recording. Yeah. So, and we just felt that That's it true. was conducive to a podcast environment because we don't necessarily feel that there's a lot of podcast groups that have a relationship like ours that yeah. is entertaining and plays off of each other well and also has a history so yeah I think a lot of podcast groups and I didn't know this until I started listening to kind of the origin stories when the podcasters would tell them but a lot of podcast groups are paired kind of randomly by publishing mm-hmm. companies so it's like you would probably work well with you and you would probably work well with you so now you're this duo or trio mm-hmm. and you're recording together and I know some people usually celebrities form like a podcast with their partner or with Mm -hmm. their friend, which is exactly what we've done. Um, celebrities that we are, but but (laughs) 32 of the same model, (laughs) 30 freaking two. So suck it nerd. Uh, but the point is like, we have formed the podcast based on our friendship, but a lot of people are randomly paired, which I was surprised by because I think you can tell in the way that they interact with one another, that their friends, because of the podcast, not friends on a podcast. Mm-hmm. And I think you can tell that difference really easily in the way that people, like you said, bounce off of each other and create ideas together because mm-hmm. it is hard, I'm sure, to come up with ideas and coalesce them when you have totally disparate experiences and you're trying to meld them into one pot of like, this is what we're going to talk about. Yeah, this is a, my, so my favorite murder, who's they're like number two or so now, like they're, they're high on the podcast list all the time. Like they're very well-known, very famous now. Because they were one of the, true crime is a common podcast theme, but they were one of the first to really like make a footprint in it, which is why they're so famous. So they met at a party and both found that they were passionate about true crime. And so they started a podcast together and you can tell in their early episodes that they're friends and they get along, but that they don't necessarily know each other super well yet because like they're starting a podcast together because they both share this interest. They're like, what if we did it? And they both already had entertainment industry experience so it made sense for them but they've been doing it now for five or six years and so now they have an actual real foundational friendship and the the banter and just the dialogue is totally different now than it was at the start so I'm grateful that that's how it was from the start for us yeah and I think there's of course a danger getting involved with things with friends but 
as long as everyone is in open conversation and open-minded and willing to be flexible, I can't see why it should be an issue. So. hundred percent. I think to name a few of my other favorite podcasts, I would say a lot of them are faith-based. So that is something Mm -hmm. that speaks to me. I think the reason for that is it's important to have podcasts that are culture and lifestyle. And that's always fun. But I think educational podcasts are so important. Like Mm -hmm. I I would also call true crime that depending on what your field of study is, because you could study criminology. So you could call it educational as well. But having podcasts that are more than just talk radio shows, Mm -hmm. although those are important, but having them there to educate, to teach, to uh, inform people, I think that's really good. And Mm -hmm. I, I like podcasts that do that. So I, I would add that to my list. Good podcasters listen to multiple kinds of podcasts. 100%. And they kind of, they learn things from each one. And that's how Hannah, have, well, because we're so just intuitive and so just aware. We of have to podcasts. sound so narcissistic. <laughs> like we, we among the top 50 <laughs> podcasters. No, like, I'm just saying like, you know, you like what you like and not everyone vibes with this podcast. So whenever I talk to someone who's like, oh, you do a podcast, what's that like? You know, I explain to them it's a lifestyle podcast. We keep our topics broad enough that multiple audiences yeah. can relate, but not so broad that we're just rambling and not so niche that someone who doesn't know who we are. Three-eyed lizards from South America. Yeah. Right. So There's only but, so many episodes. <laughs> but I also, I mean, listen, but, but I also... I tell them it's definitely not everyone's vibe. So like no pressure, like don't feel bad if you don't like it because yeah. it's just not everyone. Like I don't like Joe Rogan and a lot of people love his podcast. I just don't, I don't vibe. Like it's not that it's not interesting or doesn't have interesting characters that come on. Like he's very diverse in his, who he mm. features, which I appreciate. It's just not, I'm not enthralled by the conversation yeah. or the dialogue that they're having with each other. So I don't listen to it. Yeah. But I also listen to things like Things You Should Know, which has interesting facts. Um, there's This Podcast Will Kill You, which will talk about like diseases and things like yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. I've listened to that when COVID first came out. Yeah. Yeah. It came out. It was released. <laughs> it was, <laughs> it was like, hey. <laughs> yeah. And today's feature. <laughs> so but I would that. also say that the other thing for me is having exposure to new ideas Mm -hmm. so a lot of podcasts kind of recycle the same material which is understandable there's nothing new under the sun it's fair enough Mm -hmm. but one of the things I enjoy is listening to a person that I haven't heard speak before or hearing about a cultural thing that I haven't listened to or heard about before so like I don't really keep up with news or pop culture as much as the average person probably does so when I hear it on podcasts it's really interesting to me well, this is why I think it's so important for active listeners to contribute their thoughts and their opinions. 150 trillion percent. Because we can't read your minds. I mean, like, are we intuitive? Yes. Are we like so smart? Also, yes. But <laughs> equal, yes. <laughs> also, I really hope you guys know I'm being facetious when I talk like that. Like, I might have an ego, but it's not that big. So I'm very humbled yes. when I see that we actually have people who like listen and are invested. It's honestly that. such an honor. It's, like, it's wild crazy. to me. I'm like, you'd like listening? Are you sure? Are you sure? Yeah. I've had a few um, friends say something about it. And I'm like, really? When I have a friend who listens, I'm like, you did great on such an episode. I'm like, you mean it? Do you want to come on? And I'm like, you want to So, but really, like, we are so, we need to know what the people want to hear. 
you know, yeah. because we can't read minds. We don't know if maybe you listen to an episode and you're like, that was a snooze fest. Like we're doing our best to do things that we find interesting and we try to keep it varied. So while yes, we've talked about certain topics more than once, that's because we have direct experience related to them. Right. And it's but, something that's coming up in the news. It's something that is part of culture still. And so we're trying to speak into that space. Mm-hmm. But there's also things that like we have no experience with that we just mm-hmm. like, mm, what if we talked about it? <laughs> we're like, Let's see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> so like there's upcoming episodes that deal with things that we don't have experience in because they're outside of our purview one way or another with people who do have experience in it, obviously contributing to that conversation. We're not just going to talk out of our asses and be like, well, this is what I think. And obviously it's right. So, although that sounds remarkably like us, <laughs> <laughs> we won't. We're responsible about certain topics, though, and this is one of them. That's, yeah, we 100%. can't talk about it now, but you'll know. But that being said, there are also things that I don't like that other podcasts do. Sadly, true. Emma, what are those for you? I think so. I wrote, I think I jotted one down, and one is when they are too political. Now, there are political mm. podcasts, and I'm not disparaging them or critiquing them. That's your your niche, your threshold. That's your intended topic. And people who are clicking on it know mm-hmm. that they're going into a political arena. Right. Hannah and I are, we're inclusive. We so we welcome any and all kinds of people. And we're very open about our support about LGBTQ and things like that, which I don't feel is political. I think that's just human decency. Yeah. But we also, there are things that we won't dive into too much topic about. Like I won't get into too much controversy about the vaccination and I won't talk about pro-choice versus pro-life. And I won't talk about certain things because- people are so different and I don't know what the viewpoint of people listening is, you know, and I'm not trying to offend. And I also don't think I should speak with an authority on things that I don't necessarily have an education in. Yeah. I think we're happy to give our opinions on things, but that doesn't mean that we are going to give them as authoritatively as things with which we have personal experience, like you've been saying. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Like, I don't think that extends to LGBTQ or anything like trans rights or anything that is just basic fundamental human rights. And I think all podcasts should support that. Mm-hmm. But I won't talk about Trump versus Biden or anything of that honest, nature. I don't care because I don't True. Like care. <laughs> I mean, I just, I distance myself from politics anyway, which a lot of people take. Issue I know what you with, mean. I was just making a life. I know, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> <laughs> but I also don't care or won't talk about UK politics or anything. One, because I, I don't live triple there. Triple dog dare you to name a single MP. <laughs> You're so funny. Uh, I can't. And even if I did. My right honorable friend, Mr. <laughs> made up name. <laughs> Mr. Tim Ryan. Schmirgen. Schmirgen. Different Schmirts. The third. So, <laughs> but that's what, what bugs me is when people who, who one, have no business spouting their religious, uh, religious, I mean that too, but political ideologies as fact, which is bothersome. It goes into you're you're straying from your podcast premise at that point mm-hmm. and no one's asking for you to do that and you're i think you're devaluing what you started by doing that yeah yeah i think it's important to have culturally relevant conversations because there are times sure. when politics like with the black lives matter movements there are times when politics is not politics it's mm-hmm. just culture and it's relevant and it's important to speak about now it's much more important to elevate other voices especially for people of color than to give our opinions on it mm-hmm. as two white people but that being said like those issues to me are not political they're just human rights issues like we said before mm-hmm. i would also add to that things i hate the podcasters do with a loving sweet caress on the word hate mm-hmm. but, no. <laughs> <laughs> Stop. Stop. but the thing 
things I, I really dislike when podcasters do is the like false endorsements that last mm-hmm. like six minutes. And they're like, all I want you to do is try this soup. This soup is going to change your life. When I tell you I have not lived before this soup, girl, boy, I will tell you this soup is the best thing that's ever happened. And then you spend like 400 minutes skipping and somehow they're mm-hmm. still talking about the flipping mm-hmm. soup. And you're like, yeah. stop talking about the soup. I don't want <laughs> <Okay>. your soup. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was going to add that too, that ads that aren't, I don't think there's any irresponsible ads necessarily, but I have trouble stomaching, you know, licking the butt of someone who's like a product I'm not going to use and don't believe in. Yeah, you know, exactly. Like, I don't think that it's a good deal or necessarily like a good idea to do Freshly or Blue Apron. Purple oven mitt would never stand for it. The purple oven mitt has questions. <laughs> also, purple oven mitt, we already have a deal with them, so we can't. I'm sorry. But. No, but in general, like, one of the things that I would much rather have as an ethic for us is I would rather make no or less money only standing by things that we believe in product wise than endorsing anything and everything that's willing to pay us. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that any podcast specifically does that, but I know the podcasts do because I've listened to the ads and you can smell a fake. Like it's really simple to go. You have never used this product in your life. Or if you did, it was one Tuesday, three years ago, and you've never touched it since. Like mm-hmm. this is not something that you actively believe in because the way that you speak about something that you're really passionate about is different. Mm-hmm. So I would say that the fake phony sponsorships and I would also add that having them every eight seconds is annoying dramatic exhaustive like why and maybe I'm about to make somebody a million like trademark I, I don't know if that, that's how intellectual property works but trademark <laughs> that's how it works <laughs> <laughs> noted for the record but I would say if I were doing ads I would do ads at the end of the podcast to fulfill the sponsorship thing. But I would be like, Hey guys, for the next five minutes before we have our final point, this is the ad time. So if you don't want to listen to ads, I totally understand. I guarantee you that they make you not do that on purpose. I'm sure they do. But like, that's what I would want to do. It's like provide a specific commercial break where if you're interested in what products we're supporting, this is a space where you can hear about them, Mm -hmm. but I'm not going to interrupt every other word that I'm saying with, you know, who's great. (laughs) And like, I say, depending on how long your episode is 30 minutes, one ad max an hour two max. Like I would personally never go above two for this kind of episode ever. And I've listened to podcasts with like five in an hour and 10 minutes. And you're just like, it's it's exactly like tv like if you watch regular tv rather than satellite or streamed tv mm-hmm. it's like every four seconds it's like here's this mm-hmm. completely unwanted interruption to my life and your life mm-hmm. so well, I you, would we have we have products we talk about and there are things so like for instance the hot topics i hear in ads all the time is like quip which i see in stores i love an electric toothbrush i have no problem endorsing an electric toothbrush i'll try new ones i don't care you know um What's another one? Hello, oh, well, that's I won't do. Quip, I would do. HelloFresh, I would not do. No, but I'm saying I hear it all the time. Yeah, yeah. Another one is Away Luggage, which is cool. It's hard case, pretty much indestructible, has charging things, locks. It's approved by TSA. Kopari Beauty, the coconut thing. Mm. Um, Zip Recruiter. Yep. Uh, et cetera. Yeah. yeah. So there's like, <laughs> there are pockets of those where I'm like, 
okay, like I might not seek it out on purpose, but like, I'm not opposed to that product, you know, like if it's health and beauty related, I'm probably interested because that's what I like, you know? So you guys hear the things that Hannah and I put on our own product radars, which we're not endorsed by, unfortunately, but it's fine. But anything that I would willingly feature in that segment is something that I would willingly do an ad for. Yeah. I think my biggest thing is, I think it's, especially as you get a larger following, it's really easy to compromise on what you Mm -hmm. consider your bottom line for I will endorse this product and I just think you can always tell as a listener when Mm -hmm. actually they don't care at all about this product Mm -hmm. they're being paid Mm -hmm. to tell you to buy this in a different way than I use this and I'm now being paid to tell you to buy this Mm -hmm. yeah I mean that's just it has to be a conviction you stand by and once again because this is a team podcast both opinions have to be relevant so it has to be we're not there yet someday but when it comes when push comes to show but it has to be a discussion between both parties and I don't know how endorsements work I don't know how sponsorships work because we don't have them currently at present maybe just because we're too perfect <laughs> could, could that be yeah it? it's hard to add on you know? <laughs> I'm just saying like there's just certain things that Hannah and I have like previously established like we would not endorse yeah. such a product but we also recognize that it's a discussion that would have to be had when we come to that bridge so. I think it's also the root of why you're doing a podcast. Are you doing a podcast because you love to do it? Or are you doing a podcast as a source of income? Mm-hmm. Because it makes total sense that you don't really care what the listeners do or don't think about the ads you're doing if you're doing it for a source of income because they're paying you. Mm-hmm. So. I, oh, Audible, I hear a lot, which I, I use Audible. So I would rep Audible. I love Audible. <laughs> I get free credits every month for free books. So there you go. Yeah. Anyway, any final points that you want to make about podcasts as a podcaster? To uh, just that I, you, we've said it. You have to start for the right reasons, and mm-hmm. if you're starting because you want fame and fortune, it's not going to last, and it's not going to be good. Mm-hmm. You have to be into the topics that you've chosen. You need to be interested, and, and like because we don't have a production team, like you need to understand the amount of work that goes into a podcast. Like it sounds easy, right? Like all you do is record and then you release the recording. It's not at all like that. It takes me, no, I don't know how long it takes Hannah, but when I average over like editing an episode, like a full length episode, I'm usually doing it for three or four hours. Yeah. Mine was about four and a half hours because I have to go through, I listen to it all the way through and I edit as I go. Yep. And a lot of that is taking out ums or breaths or sniffs, like a lot of background noise, which we try to mitigate, but it's not always possible. And I just actually apologize for the amount of times that I say like, because I know, I know, right? My- even with editing, it's like exhausting. So <laughs> I am super, super sorry. And just know that as much as it might pain you, it pains me more, but it's who I am. Because <laughs> I'm aware, because I'm stuck with it forever. So. I know. But I just, I would think you need to be aware going into it that, especially because if you're starting from the bottom like us and you don't have people that know how to do this stuff or you can't afford to pay someone to do it, like it's dedication. We're doing this, we record for probably three hours between doing a full length and a mini on the weekend, plus editing every Monday or Tuesday for four hours, plus the video editing now, which is its own. iMovie isn't as hard because like I try to leave it as much as possible but it comes with some struggles. So I'm just saying, be cognizant of how much work is actually going into it because just because everyone has one doesn't mean everyone has a good one. Yeah. I think the last thing I'll say is 
with great platform comes great responsibility you know, and a bridge Spider-Man. <laughs> but I think in general, there are really great podcasts out there who have done a horrific job of mm-hmm. stewarding that and of really managing what they've built, which is a huge success and using it for the right reasons and in the right way. So I would say the bigger the voice you get, that's amazing. And that's super great for you, but make sure that you're saying valuable things and you're not just using that for your own benefit. Like speaking to me speaking into the ether speaking into the podcast world it's really important that you're contributing positively and you're not just adding noise because we are all hit with so much noise every single day that like that's not really what people need so i think a successful podcast always has heart in it like you're saying and it always uses its voice wisely like us when we talk about trends that the 90s have brought back trends 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 side parts, such side important parts. things no but that's why we try to washing your couch i should say uh washing <laughs> ella's real name uh, vital last, vital use of our voice the very last thing that i'll say is that variety is the spice of the podcast life it is even when you have chosen a niche topic vary it do an episode that's not anything like what you would normally do like mm-hmm. we did pop culture. I don't know anything about pop culture. We had someone on whose whole life is pop culture. No, some things, but not as it's much. It's not that like <laughs> she, that's her, her job though. You know, that's her like yeah. niche that she has chosen. And that's not something that I dive into very often beyond yeah. like, I might open Reddit and sometimes there's headlines about like what celebrities are doing. And that's kind of my exposure. But I'm just saying that if Hannah and I constantly talked about the same thing, if we talked about body positivity every single week, one, we'd run out of things to say. And two, listeners would just get bored. Yeah, I think I I think variety is great. And I think it's also important that, again, we take inputs from our listeners, from our team, <laughs> from third friend at our table. So this is a not at all veiled, desperate request. Please, please, please send us anything that you want to hear. Because honestly, as much as we do enjoy just doing it for ourselves, we also want to contribute positively to you guys. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. send us your thoughts, send us your feelings, send us your ideas, and we will shamelessly use them. No, we'll absolutely credit you. But and maybe we, slide your socials in there if you feel like it. Yeah, we wanna we wanna contribute. So anything that you think, hey, I wish you were talking about this, or I wish you would stop talking about this. Truly. We accept criticism badly, but we accept it. <laughs> We pay someone to accept criticism for us because we break furniture. <laughs> we cry. Like, I'm very sensitive. Please be nice to me. But yeah. no, really. Um, no, seriously. I mean, it. tell me exactly what you want to hear. Be like, I wish you would talk about SpaghettiOs versus ravioli. I will talk about it. She will break the lid wide open on this news story. Whoa, controversial. Chef Boyardee. Mm. <laughs> Is he on that note? <laughs> No. He's a poser. You're lying to the the world needs to know the truth. Your credentials are fake. (laughs) All right. On that lovely note, I am Emma. I am Hannah. What's the tea?